In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Perfect time mm-hmm. to talk to a man who is one of us. He is us. This man now is a former Atlanta Brave as he finally retires from the sport he love, uh, loves. He's also been a Met, a Rocky a Won't champion with the him. Astro. He's been a Ray. He also has been a man who has played and walked the college halls here in Georgia at Barry College. And he is now one of our teammates in the media as he now turns the page on his playing career and becomes a media member. We welcome into the locker room former Braves pitcher Colin McHugh, who joins us here in the locker room. Colin, good morning. Thank you for joining us here in the locker room. Thank you. I appreciate it. Former sounds nice. Former baseball player at this Man. point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being retired. Yeah. How does that feel? You start in 2012. You make it through the last decade and make it through the first part of this decade. So that's a pretty good run for a pitcher. How does it feel? How quickly did it go? Was it a blur? Did it really feel like you had the full Monty? And how quickly did it end when you said, you know what, it's time to hang it up? Yeah, I played with house money for a long time. Okay. You know, I went to Barry College, like you said. It's, you know, small small college up in Rome, small high school out in, out in Lober and Providence Christian. And, you know, I don't think I was ever supposed to really, like, you know, have the chance to do it. So if, to be able to do it for this long, for that many great organizations – and to finish here in Atlanta, my home team, the team I grew up rooting for, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's kind of a dream. Now, how do you, you're born in Illinois, but you grow up here in Georgia. How do you make that trek, and how did your Braves fandom start, and then you end up being a Brave? That's got to be pretty fun to do. Yeah, my, I mean, my parents are from Atlanta for and family, like, generations back forever. So it's, it, was not a, it, was not a hard, it was not a hard transition to, to become a Braves fan, especially in the 90s. They were the, oh, best, yeah. thing, you know, the best thing around. And so mm-hmm. I still have a memory of, what was it, 91, 92, whenever when, uh, when Sid slid home, we were in Chicago, and one of my first memories was my mom jumps up, sm- smokes my dad right in the nose. <laughs> just, he's bleeding. It's pandemonium. Uh, but, you know, being a Braves fan, was it's, it's in my DNA. It's in my blood. And um, this team is very good too <laughs> this year, so we're uh, oh, I think we're we're in for a, we're in for a, another good season. No doubt about it. I'm always curious about with with baseball because there's so much grinding to go through early on in your career. You get drafted in the 18th round, 18th, yep, back in 2008 out of Barry College, and then how long do you spend in the minor league system? And then it, uh, uh, were there ever questions or moments where you're like, how long am I supposed to do this for, and when do I cut the cord and like? Whether or not you're going to make it, or how long it take you to get to the to the bigs? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing most people don't truly understand about most baseball players is that there is a grind in the minor leagues. Even if you're the best player on your college team, even if you are the one of the best players in the state as a high school draft pick, you have a you have a little bit of seasoning to do in the minor leagues, and it is not glamorous. It is not, and so I think every year in the minor leagues, I always tell guys. Everybody thinks about retiring four or five times. Mm-hmm. You know, you, right? you, you've, you hit a slump. You, you know, you're giving up you know, an eight spot in the first in Savannah and, like, you know, 
Kingsport, Tennessee, and you're like, ah, this might not be for me. Right. Uh, we were joking earlier. Uh, I knew I knew my basketball career was over when my when I got cut from the eighth grade. That'll do it. Um, I, I I thought many times that my baseball career was over in the minor leagues. When you're uh, you know you can't get an out in in rookie ball. So you know I was fortunate you get a little bit better every year, and you know you're very very well aware that you have an entire roster of people behind you and a thirty. 30 rounds of a draft behind you every year of, of guys that are coming up. So, Was there a person or a coach or a family member that just encouraged you to keep going? You've got what it takes to, to keep doing it? Because I think you need that, especially with the stuff you're talking about. I mean, everybody. Uh, that I had I had so much encouragement and uh, a lot of luck. But, I mean, uh, uh, my family has been baseball fans for a long time as well. So I think for them, seeing me do this, I was just talking to my mom the other day. She's like, it's going to be a little weird watching the Braves play and – and not thinking, all right, do I need to have an alert set for when Colin right. comes out of the bullpen? <laughs> um, I'm like, Mom, you get to chill out now. That's actually, you get to and just enjoy it. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I, I think all of us have a support system that's longer than we could even list. Um, so down to be back home around them, around my friends, family. Uh, I'm just going to watch some baseball with the kids, you know? Nice. I say playing at D3 Barry, uh, and Barry's a great program with everything. Mm-hmm. I do play-by-play for Oglethorpe, so that's kind of their arch rival, whether it's basketball or baseball. But there had to be a moment in the minors. You looked around, and there's, you know, University of Tennessee. This guy was, you know, trust fund high school draft pick, and you're going against that. Did you ever have to pinch yourself and go, man, I could really get these dudes out? It took me a while because I, I got a chance to go play up in Cape Cod uh, my after my sophomore season at Barry, okay. And once again, I kind of lucked my way into it. It was a tryout. And that's like where you want to be in it's the, the offseason, right? It's the thing. For college for college baseball players, it, it was, and I think still is for the most part, the place to, to play. Okay. Um, and so I, when I went up there, I remember Gordon Beckham was there. Mm. You know, Josh Fields was, was closing for that team. You had uh, Buster Posey. Guys all over the board who had, were playing big D1 ball and me. And I'm like, I big imposter syndrome. Like I, I don't, I'm not supposed <laughs> to be here. Doing here, but you get some of those guys out and you start to realize, Oh, maybe, maybe I can do this. Uh, so that was kind of the first, my first crack at it. But then, yeah, you get to the minor leagues and everybody was the best player on their team. For right. However long. So, and then every level you move up, it's the same thing. You were the best at the, at the last level. And then your best. So when you get to the big leagues, kind of, we kind of joke with, uh, with Acuna and, and some of these guys were like, hey, there's not another league above us. You right. have to play in this league, buddy. So just take it easy on us. <laughs> Former Braves pitcher Colin McHugh joining us here in the locker room. He's joining the media. He's now going to be a teammate of ours and everybody uh, as he's going to cover sports and the Braves here locally. Uh, what goes into retiring? A uh, young guy, have some ups and downs as a relief pitcher. Is there a moment? Is there a month? Is there something that says this is a trigger? You know what? Maybe when I get to the end of this season, this is the end of the road. Uh, you know, I think everybody has to finish the season. I always say, like, try and finish strong. I tell everybody, you know, that people will, will remember the last month, the last month much more than they remember the first month of the season. And it's a long, it's a grind. So try and finish strong always. But you know, I think for me, at the end of the at the end of this past season, I knew, you know, I had an option for this next year. You never know whether a team's going to pick up an option or not. Um, especially with the way Alex in this front office works, they they really really try to improve every year, which is hard because this is a really good team. So to, to try and make little moves where they can, um, you know, we talked to them all offseason. And when, when they declined the option, um, it, it really wasn't, it wasn't a big surprise, but it also um, it was a little bit of, a, of, of freedom for me to be like, all right, now it's, it's time to move forward, time to move on. And uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that hard of, an, uh, of a choice for me at this point. So, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm ready. I was like, I'm, okay. I'm ready to do something different. 
Um, but I can't, I can't quit it too, too much. I got to be right. around the guys in some capacity. You know? So you're, yeah. you're not itchy now with uh, camp opening and spring Ooh, training yeah. coming away. A little itchy to get back, or are you fine being where you're at? I mean, I want to be around the guys. I want to see some baseball. Uh, I would go watch bullpens. You know, that was that was kind of my favorite thing. I would go out early in the morning. You get the first group of guys that are going to be out on the you know on the on the ten pack throwing bullpens at about what nine thirty or so. So I'd go out 10 there. Pack? That was a 10-pack. Yeah, sorry. We're going to talk, That's good. Some, That's what I'm we're talk yeah. some baseball stuff here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. You got a 10-pack. You got 10 mounds. Yep. All right? And you got 10 rubbers. Almost, hey almost never are you going to have that many catchers in there at one time. Right. So, you know, you spread out a little bit, and coaches are back there. You usually have some data guys back there with some cameras. Okay. And then me sitting in the back. Yeah, just ben loves the data guys. He's big I'm, with the listen, analytics guys. Yeah. I'm very familiar. Big I've analytics been, guy. I've been in Northport. I've <laughs> played games down there at Braves mm-hmm. Fantasy Camp. I've done a bunch of stuff. But I was curious to 10-pack because a lot of people listening have no idea what you're talking about. So to describe that, where the pitchers go to get their work in is, is important. It's our bullpen. It's usually, you know, it, it, there's usually a few people around at any given time of the day. And, you know, you can watch some guys watch some guys throw. I'm gonna watch, I, I watched some video of Spencer Strider the oh, other day against Matt Olson. Nasty. Electric. Oh. Electric. Was, you know what I looked at? And you and I are kind of thin and we don't have a whole lot of muscles going on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, See, look at it looks at two of us. The quad, <laughs> the, the, quad, the quad definition on the guy, the legs. Yeah. I mean, his pants are super tight. I don't it's know like what's going on with that. But Strider on the mound throwing to Matt Olson, the curveball was something else. But the the way he looked on that mound, dude, there's like muscles on top of muscles on his legs. He's a he is built like I mean he's he works on it. Let's, I'm no gonna question. give him all the credit. Oh yeah, but the man, yeah, the man is 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 built to be a power pitcher. We're talking to Colin McHugh, former Braves pitcher, joining us here in the locker room. He's going to be doing some TV work, so we've been told by a little birdie a little later this season, covering a team we know. That would be awesome. The question that Johnny asked you was, uh, "Do you miss it?" Like. When I retired from the Falcons, there was like a year or two where you still like you had a, you felt like you had a little something left, and a couple years after that, you're like, I would get broken half out there or get lit up. Oh yeah. Uh, but where are you at right now? Because this is this is fresh. Yeah, I, I my shoulder loves it right now. It is so happy that we're not having to grind through the off season, you know, off season th- throwing program and training and doing all this stuff. I, it's it's a little strange just because I've I probably haven't taken this much time off of baseball and throwing ever, ever. in my whole mm-hmm. life so uh you know I, I find myself in the backyard playing catch with the kid and you know got a, got a little pitch back for christmas you remember those things you oh, throw yeah. it and it comes back to you at a thousand miles an yeah. hour or the little the, the slanted net exactly yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly so i'm out there practicing my uh my reflex skills i'm um, getting out of the way but it, it feels really good right now I'm, I'm hot yoga are you kidding me guys i can be out there doing all kinds of stuff that i couldn't do before <laughs> i love it all right talk to us about this ball club and what it's going to look like this, start with the pitching rotation and the staff and and what they got with sale and strider coming back and the guys they brought in is it uh ronaldo ronaldo lopez yeah lopez yes um and and the different options that they have what you think what you like about what they got going on i no, we got to start you got to start with the the big splash chris sales coming in Mm -hmm. um and you know i think we've heard a lot of a lot of rumblings about about that in the offseason people can he can he stay healthy? Can he pit, can he still pitch? You know he's a little bit older. I'm telling you right now, the man can pitch. If he's gonna if he's out there on the mound, if he's if if we get 130 innings out of him, mm. it's a huge win because those are going to be a quality 130. I'm telling you that right now. He's he's a great guy, great hang around the clubhouse. I was over in Boston in, in 2020 for the uh, the COVID shortened season, and um, we didn't get to play together a ton because he was hurt, and then I you know I was a little hurt, and then I opted out. So. 
But when you're around him, you just realize he's a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think both from a clubhouse perspective, being around the, these younger guys, Spencer, uh, Max, getting another lefty in there oh with some playoff experience, it can only help. We were talking earlier about the plan, the march to the postseason. You want Chris Sale, obviously, for most of the season, but you certainly want him if he's healthy in the postseason. Your opinion, the march to the postseason, do you treat him like you've always treated him, um, you know, as a veteran pitcher? Or, you know, which could lead to another conversation, what are the conversations you have with Rick Kranitz? What are the conversations you have with Snit when you're talking about maybe an injury situation you want to manage for seven, eight months? Yeah, I think the the good thing that the Braves have right now is, you know, I know we traded away a bunch of a bunch of prospects um, over the course of the offseason. So, you know, Schuster's not here anymore. Um, who I, I think I think he's still got potential to be a really good uh, a really good arm for Chicago. I think I think they got something there. Um, but we have some kids, Alan Winans, who I think can pitch. I'm telling you right now, I think I think the kid can pitch. He's going to fill in wherever he needs to be. Um, you know, Bryce Elder is has the ability to go out and throw 200 innings without blinking. Um, he's just he's kind of automatic. He's he wants to learn. He's having conversations every couple weeks with Greg Maddox. I mean, the mm. kid wants to know how to pitch. And, That's awesome. Um, I, I, you know, obviously, Spencer, you've got Max, you've got Charlie, guys who have been there, who have done that. Uh, but depth is always going to be the issue. Depth is, depth is going to be the thing that is going to kind of separate the, the teams that are going to be at the top from the teams who are going to be kind of middling. And, and we saw that in New York last year, got crippled with injuries. Right. You see it in Philly. You know, I, I think this, this team has a lot of work to do to win this division, uh, but all the pieces there to do it right do now. You load management in basketball. I think that's to home team's point, like, can you do that in baseball? Do you let him skip a start at some point, or is there a routine in a in a thing you keep going? If he stays healthy, sale, do you just let him run it out, or do you have a a real plan to like back it off a little bit? He's gonna be he's gonna be running the show, uh, so he's you're gonna have to take your cues from him at this point. Mm-hmm. If he's feeling good and he's throwing the ball well, you let him ride. Um, you know, I think that. The reps are going to be, especially for guys missed some time over the last few years. The reps are going to be big for him, both in spring training. I'm excited to see him see him get out there, uh, throw a little bit in spring, see how the arm looks, um, see what kind of life there is on the on the fastball. Uh, but it's it's such a funky delivery. There's so many there's ar- there's elbows there coming at you and from every every different angle. Um, so for him, I think he's probably got he's probably already got the thing that, that most people are, are trying to look for that deception. Right. Um, even if his stuff is, has fallen off just a little bit, but yeah, he's going to be the one driving that cart. We saw the Phillies decide to put up in their spring training montage, the, a picture of Bryce Harper staring down Orlando RC. Now whatever. I'm a meathead. If you couldn't tell by my, <laughs> my life, my look, when he stared down Orlando Garcia, I wanted whoever was on the mound to drill him right in the middle of the back. Was that ever a conversation in the dugout to maybe get some retaliation for Bryce Harper? Or is it one of those, hey, we're in the playoffs. We can ill afford to put another guy on base for free. The best retaliation, especially in the playoffs, is to win. Right. You know, and you got to get that guy out. He's arguably the best player in baseball, especially when the the lights are the brightest. At the end of the season, there's not a guy you want to see at the plate probably less than that guy. So um, maybe if you get in the 3-1 count. Yeah, that's it. You got a you got a chance to put him on. Yeah, we'll 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 put him on in a different way. But you know, at the end of the day, you've got to win ball games, and the Braves have to figure out a way to win ball games in October. There's been yeah, we've got to do it. There's been conversation about clubhouse leadership. You know the. Attaboy guy, the hey, let's make sure we don't start this series like we ended last series guy in the clubhouse. Your opinion on what is the clubhouse environment and who could that be if it is needed this year? 
it's an incredible place in that clubhouse. And I, I've been around a lot of really good teams before. You know, I've been in a lot of good clubhouses, a lot of good locker rooms. But this one is different uh, in, in all the best ways. You've got leader. You got leaders on both sides of the ball. You know, you've got um, you got pitchers who have been there for a long time. You got Charlie. You got Max, who's who's been grinding it out. Uh, guys in the bullpen who it's kind of been a rotating door the last few years, but AJ AJ Mentor has kind of stepped into that leadership role, and he's the guy. And you'll hear him. You'll hear those you know, sound bites of him saying, "There is no other option here. It is win. It is win or go home for us." Um, and so between him and Spencer, you got Travis, uh, Travis Darno and and Sean behind the dish, and Ozzy's kind of the glue guy in the in the infield between a lot of the Latin guys and, and a lot of the American guys. It's just a really good flow in there. And so, I, you know, I think that they've got everything that they need. But when it comes down to it, the end of the year is different than, you know, an August 22nd game. Right. And they got to figure out a way to kind of get over that next hump. And, you know, you just got to win ball games. Did you ever think you'd be doing this radio broadcasting uh, TV work while you were playing baseball? Was this something that was on, on your mind? Would you think about retirement? And then what was next? Or did you just kind of happen to get into it because of your personality and different things, people you met? Yeah, I was a. I grew up listening to Braves on the radio. You know, I, I remember coming back home from baseball practice, or you know, my mom's coming back home from work or something, and we're in the car, and I just remember the voices. I remember hearing the voices and being like, "This is these are my guys," right. and that's how I that's how I consumed baseball for so long growing up. And so, yeah, when I when I started playing, um, you know, the media side of things was always uh, or was always one of the things that that kind of fascinated me. I started a podcast in, in 2018. Um, just to kind of, kind of get my feet wet, talk to players. Um, is it still I just going really on? Enjoyed it. Yeah, podcast still happening. What is the name of it? It's called the Twelve Six Podcast. Uh, so Twelve Six for yep. the listener out like there. Guys oh. like me, the baseball guys. See what we you get did. it. Here we go. We See get what it. Twelve Six. Oh. What is that about? It's you know the, the big curveball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, early in my life, it moves from twelve to six, <laughs> nice. top to bottom. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, and I've I've, I've enjoyed every second of it. Uh, hopefully, we'll keep have a little bit more time to do it now. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, a little bit more I'm sure you will. disposable. <laughs> really good. Time. So we've enjoyed talking to you. Did I, I want to know if you enjoyed this because at times it became a little much for me oh, and oh. working with the the, uh, the afternoon group. We need an honest <laughs> uh, opinion a, yeah, of what he is about to throw to because what we do in this show, in this room, during our show, we, we hold everybody to account. You're you held go. accountable. So we need an honest opinion of what you had to deal with <laughs> Every time you came on 680 The Fan on Afternoon Drive. Getting to know McHugh. Getting to know all about McHugh. Getting to like McHugh. Getting to hope McHugh likes It just me. feels like... <laughs> Somebody just rhymed. It just keeps going, too. It never stays around. Getting to know you with McHugh. And he knew, got a song. We knew who was coming on. Hey, me, Chuck, with with Chuck and Turnoff, we had the most fun. I'm gonna be on. Like we had, we had a blast. And right. you know, every week you get on, you chat a little bit about baseball, but right. inevitably it veers into some strange, uh, you know, story about my life or what I'm doing with my off days or you know what it's like in St. Louis, Missouri, and you know, Colin, we asked you a direct question. <laughs> Thoughts Answer on the, the song question. and the introductory yeah. introduction. People streaming on... I can't believe you didn't play it when I walked in, honestly. I was offended. <laughs> you know what? We, we were going to stay away from it, but I, but I just, at the end, I was I like, we you might as well it. throw it yeah. out there. <laughs> I love it. I, there I, it is. You know, you've had, I've had a walkout song for all these years, 
It feels strange. Every time I walk into a room, I just put on some music. It's just the way it's the way it works. Have so they it played right. that at Truist Park when you walked out? Oh, no. Oh, my. <sighs> That'd be embarrassing. It would, it would be. It would be. <laughs> what was your walkout song? Outcast. So fresh, so clean. Nice. Oh, and I'm telling you, it it hits. Baseball has changed while you played, and since till you know you retired, uh, no more pitchers hitting. Thank right? you. Right. Um, <laughs> what else? The runner on second base for. Yeah. Uh, extra innings. Fifteen the shift pitch has clock. changed again, so no more shifts. So pitch clock. On, pitch clock. Pitch clock last year, yeah. yeah. Comment on those real quick on, on what you think about the MLB and, and, and if it's good or bad or if you like it or don't. We'll go quick. Pitch clock stinks as a pitcher. Okay. Great as a fan. Uh, I love watching games that are going to be less than three hours. 100%. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. Uh, we figure it out. Baseball players are resourceful. Guys figured it out last year. It took a second, but... Um, if they move it down more, if they move it down to 12 seconds, that's, it's, we're gonna have, gonna it's gonna much. be tough. It's yeah. gonna be tough, but they want to. Uh, the the shift, I'm I'm out on the shift. It helped me a lot when I was playing because mm-hmm. I gave up rockets right at you know the, <laughs> the, the short right fielder. <laughs> right. It was. I remember talking to Brian McCann, and he was like, "Dude, I get, I I lost that 200 hits a year because <laughs> I would hit you know a one hop one hopper at the right fielder and get thrown out by 20 steps." Right. Um, I think it's good. It makes guys more athletic in the field. Mm-hmm. You see Ozzy having to run for balls and cover more ground. Um, you know, RC is making plays in the hole and showing off the arm. That's the that's the game I grew up with, and mm-hmm. so I, you know I think it, we had we had moved too far in the wrong direction when you're sending Austin Riley all the way out uh, into right field. Uh, what else? What else is different? Oh, P- the pitcher's egg, not hitting. Pitcher's not hitting. I, as a guy who has two hits in my career, <laughs> um, I was so disgusted with the idea of pitchers hitting because it became such a joke after a while because you guys became yeah. so specialized at such a young age. Yeah. You stopped even working on it. The, the, when the when the thing we're all excited about is seeing Bartolo Colon swing and lose his helmet, but maybe one time, like, get into one and hit one off the building in San Diego, nobody nobody needs that anymore. So you know, two hits. We have, who are they? we have Shohei. We don't need that anymore. That's right. <laughs> right. Two hits. Who are they against? And and you remember where they went? Uh, do you guys remember a guy, a uh, guy named Clayton Kershaw? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Oh, you got two the of them. Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, I'd still have that bat and ball. That's and I'm gonna hilarious. Believe I'm gonna make him sign it. Absolutely. Uh, I did give up a base clearing double to him the next inning, but I'm it's gonna. Okay. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, pitchers hitting is we're out on that in 2024. Okay. Uh, we're in on homers. So were your eyes open when you got the hit against Kershaw, or is it just swing <laughs> as hard as you can? I was trying to swing like Tulo. I was in Colorado at the time, okay. and I remember Tulo came to me in the batting cage one day. I was like. Bro, what are you doing? I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You look terrible up there." And God bless him. I was like, "Well, what what do you want me to do?" He's like, "I don't know. Get some like timing. Do something with your feet. Do something with your hands. You're standing there like you, you know, okay. like you're stuck in concrete." Uh, so I was doing a little a little too low, a little waggle, a little foot, and then got it down at the right time. Squared it up right back up the middle. First pitch. First pitch, yeah. I love it. All right. That's awesome. Hijacked him. And up there aggressively. <laughs> that Thank is you. awesome. Well, dude. Look, great stuff that you've given us. Uh, <laughs> we're about to get into some football. You a football fan, college football fan. I go dogs, as always. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've heard this 5 plus 7 we're, we're working with now. And I'm curious. Do we, do we love it? I'll tell you what. When we get back, why don't you stick around? All right. We'll get to the college football playoff format that will change all of our viewing habits. And we'll find out. If we now have narrowed down the quarterback search to two for the Falcons, when we return here in the locker room, Colin McHugh joining us here on the fan 680 93.7 FM. 
The Fan is the only station in Atlanta live from spring training in Northport. With exclusive coverage driven by Subaru of Gwinnett. Stream our content in every game on the 680 The Fan app. From the local teams to the national stories, let's hit the road in our Mercedes-Benz from RBM for a trip to the RBM of Atlanta's sports desk. Well, college football's got a new direction. Good morning. Your update brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers around the country since 1968. Located 3150 Piedmont Road in Buckhead. The 5-plus-7 model is now the way the college football playoffs are going to go. It's going to be the five highest-ranked conference champions. They're going to get automatic bids, and then the next highest seven-ranked teams will get in. College football playoffs will begin on December the 20th, with seeds five through eight hosting first round matchup. Braves Clubhouse report today. Coming up at two o'clock, Nick and Chris going to continue to broadcast live down in Northport as they have all week long. Braves ramp it up for the weekend. Tonight it's going to be Georgia Tech Hoops taking on Clemson at seven o'clock. Ramblin' Rep tip off show coming up at six thirty. Number one UConn, they lose eighty-five to sixty-six. We're your home of the Atlanta Braves, the fan six eighty at ninety-three seven FM. The 9 a.m. hour is presented by Brown and Company Jewelers on Holcomb Bridge Road in Roswell and now open in Buckhead Village or shop online at brownjewelers.com. Hey, folks, want to tell you about something that tells you about love. It's the Subaru A Lot to Love event. Come on in, Subaru of Gwinnett, for a test drive and find great offers on the 2024 Subaru Outback or the model that best fits your lifestyle. I'm now in the Outback Wilderness, and let me tell you, it is a fun drive, fantastic ride, and 32. That's what you need to remember, 32 miles per gallon. I filled up on Sunday. You know what I have to do? Not get gas today. 32 miles a gallon is a great place to be, and so is Subaru of Gwinnett. Plenty of selections for you to choose from. Biggest showroom you could see, and a fantastic place for an oil change, which has the lowest oil change in Southeast coverage. You want to be a part of it and a part of love. You need to go check out a Subaru. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Subaru of Gwinnett Satellite Boulevard in Duluth or online at Subaru of Gwinnett. I think it's time to get rid of that old, ugly garage door. Get rid of it? All it needs is a quick repair. Where's my duct tape and WD-40? This is Dan Watkins with All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. And let us be the ones to tell you if you need a repair or a replacement. If you have a wooden or uninsulated steel door, a replacement will always pay for itself with energy savings. But if your door is insulated and not very old, put down the duct tape and let us come out to service your door the right way. Head to allfourseasonsgarages.com or give us a call today. Unbelievable! The Swarm take the lead! It's time to go between the boards with a Georgia Swarm. Here's Chris Mooneyham. A much-needed bye week for the Georgia Swarm after a dramatic first half of the season. Well, Georgia sits at 6-4 and four on the 18-game slate. And depending on what happens late Sunday night, we'll end the weekend in fourth or fifth in the league standings. The top eight teams make the playoffs and are seeded traditionally. Schedule-wise, the Swarm one stop into a four-game road trip, and they'll close out the regular season with a rare five-game homestand. Now, that home stretch begins March 8th. For now, a monumentally important weekend on the road. Every team in the league has a doubleheader weekend, and now it's Georgia's turn. First, they'll meet San Diego this Friday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. Then the Swarm will take on playoff contending Panther City Sunday at 4 p.m. Both ball games will be broadcast live on ESPN Plus and either live or tape delayed on the Peachtree Sports Network. Until next time, I'm Chris Mooneyham. Between the boards! 
with the Georgia Swarm. You know Superior Plumbing. This is your opportunity to work with one of Atlanta's strongest family-owned businesses. My name is Jason. I'm proud to work at Superior because of the reputation that they've created. The security that working at Superior affords is knowing that not all of it is on your shoulders. They set you up for success. Join the family now at superiorplumbing.com slash careers. That's superiorplumbing.com slash careers. Superior Plumbing for your family, for your future. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomclosets.com. And then call us for a free in-home consultation. Your buddy Chris knows the NFL inside and out. But being able to name the 12 teams that have never been in the Super Bowl won't help much if you've been injured in an accident and need legal guidance. That's when you call an expert. That's when you call Ken Nugent. For over 40 years, Ken and his team have been helping injury victims score the maximum settlement they deserve. So remember, call the experts first. Chris second. One call, that's all. 404, call Ken. Kenneth S. Nugent, PC, Attorneys at Law. 1355 Peachtree Street, Northeast, Suite 1000, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Stream every pitch of Atlanta Braves spring training and the biggest flagship coverage in the South only on the 680 The Fan app. It's free, and it's your ticket to every Braves game. Cunha hits a high drive to left. They might have just gone deep again. That thing is out of here. Add another one onto the record tally. From the Grapefruit League to opening day in Philly to the battle for a seventh straight division title. Download it now for Apple or Android and never miss a pitch of the Braves. FM. Our 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers now at Buckhead Village, or you can always shop online at brownjewelers.com. Coming up, we'll get to some football chit-chat. The College Football Playoff Committee has a format. Are we going to like it? Are we going to love it? Will it be fair or unfair? Plus, who's number one? For the Falcons as their target for a quarterback. Colin McHugh sitting in with us for the majority of this hour. We'll get to his football uh, conversation and what he likes, where he likes to spend his time for his football leisure coming up here in the locker room. Let's give some away real quick. You're going to win a pair of tickets to the 36th annual Steamhouse Lounge Oyster Fest this weekend, the 24th and the 25th of February at 12th and Peachtree in Midtown. Atlanta's Real Oyster Fest returns with the best and biggest roasted and char-grilled oysters, lobster bisque, po' boys, low country boil, plus live music, adult libations, and great friends. Oyster Fest is in all ages, rain or shine. Full weekend tickets are just 25 bucks each. Kids 12 and under are free. For more information, visit steamhouselounge.com. Or I'm per- interested. Thanks, Joe. Or to purchase tickets, log on to Fresh. 
T-I-X, Fresh Ticks. Dot com. I was a little nervous doing that with Colin McHugh staring at me. If you, if <laughs> you big, big oyster guy? Sorry. Oh, 404-231-1680. Yeah. What number did Colin McHugh wear with the Braves? Oh, I like it. What number did Colin McHugh like wear with the Braves? 28. It was not 28. Bob, that would not mm-hmm. be the correct answer. By the way, I'm shocked at the two of you. What are you talking about? As many times traveling down to New Orleans with the Falcons, whether it's in a fan capacity or in a player capacity, that you've never had char-grilled oysters. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I've had them. I'm just you've a, had them. Home team is not. I've had them fried. How have you? Char-grilled oysters with the butter and the Oof. garlic. You go down to New Orleans, you go to Acme Oyster Bar and just devour. Or you go to Drago's and just devour 32? stuff like that. I, I'm not against it. I just don't care for oysters. I just like a little I, flame I just let to you know, Finn, That's the thing. You, if you, you, just, you just said the answer on the air. You 32. Turned, you turned his mic off and left yours on. That's hilarious. <laughs> Go for it. Joe, thank you, Joe. Go. Uh, if you don't like oysters, you're not going to try them very much. So well, you don't he like said he liked them. No, said I like them. Big fr- I, you got to put some fire on them. I right. like no. stuff coming out of the sea with some fire on the it. The char-grilled <laughs> is actually char-grilled. So it's grilled. It's deep fried. Really it's not good. deep fried. Okay. But it's in butter no, and garlic. You can knock down like 36 of those in a sitting pretty yeah. easy. Oh, I mean, easy. I'm a, easy. I'm a big raw oyster guy. Yep. Just, I'm going to yeah. stay away from that one. A little bit overrated. Those are, um, those are so good, too. i got a couple kids that can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. It's scoop and dip right. Whatever sauce that you have with your raw oysters, or you just eat them. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can eat them, put Tabasco on them, yeah. put some uh, wasn't horseradish. Asking, well, wasn't yeah, asking, yeah, was asking, asking, asking you. I'm sorry. 404-233. <laughs> uh, do we have a winner back there, number 32? Yeah. Uh, we got Jeez. the winner. We got the answer already. Jackass. Right. What goes into a number? Why Why 32 when you come to the Braves? Because 31 is uh, was already taken. Okay. Uh, our, yeah. guy, our guy, Greg Maddox. Uh, but, yeah, that was, the, that was the number I had growing up because I wanted to be just like him. That is awesome. Okay. okay. And now uh, we've got... Who just? They just gave up my number. I can't believe they didn't retire it. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two years of strong work. My goodness, maybe we call oh, Alex Anthopoulos. <laughs> hey, we got to oh, call man. Double A. We are we're on a good basis with goodness. Double A. He listens all the time. Yeah, so. he takes his kid to school. I think and then yeah. and listens and then he's the best. I, I I've been yeah once again. I've been I've been around a few GMs in my life and Alex is he's a straight shooter. You know what you're going to get and the man the man loves baseball and so he'll he'll talk. He'll talk your ear off if you let him. How do how does the Braves organization differ? You've been with the Mets, been with the Astros, been with the Rays, uh, been with the Rockies. So you've been to different cultures and different management styles. How do the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos do things differently than some of the other stops you've had in your career? I, I, the Braves are tradition based. We've been, you know, the Braves. Uh, uh, they embrace that. They mm-hmm. embrace the fact that they have been the Braves for a long time. That they've been a winning culture for a long time. And I think they take a lot of pride in making sure that they continue every year to to improve, to get better, to compete. Um, but Alex has this uh, a very three hundred and sixty approach to pl- to bringing players in and to decision making. You know, he'll ask. He'll ask a bunch of guys on the team how they feel. Hey, how do you, do you know this guy? Well, how do you feel about him? How do, you know what, what's he like? And he wants to know. You know, you're bringing in a guy like Jared Kelenic. I'm sure he. I'm sure he had five or six guys who have played with him before on the phone. Tell tell me everything you know about him, right. um, because he doesn't want to get into it. He, he values what the locker room feels like, and he doesn't want to upset the uh, you know upset the the distinct balance that you have in there. So we, we did the same thing for you before you came on the locker room. We called like seven or eight people and said, we got to know this guy's character. Make sure he's going to fit. It's a lot of baseball guys. And I don't know. I don't want to cut you off, Colin, but uh, we got something we got to get to here. He gets fidgety if he doesn't do a segment. Yeah, uh, so uh, we'll get to that 
because I want to know with the pitch clock how that changes things. But we have a guy who's always looking at a clock he has no business worried about. But now you, Colin McHugh, get a chance to witness live here in the locker room, Brian Finneran, give us some football knowledge. There's no one more reliable in a big game situation. Oh, my knee. He's got eight my minutes. Foot. Overrated. <laughs> my pride. Brian Fitter. You, you also said that the on the air. My segment. Don't no, mess I up my segment, oh, okay. please. <laughs> He's got eight minutes. Uh, Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans is trending towards becoming a free agent. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have figure. time for this. All right, we'll move on from that one. Chargers. Are you- what? Would you sign him here? I was going to say, where uh, would you send him? How much do you have to pay Mike Evans at 31, 32? Yeah, I think he's yeah. 31. He's already signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL at the wide receiver position when he Does signed he care his. care anymore. So he's gotten his big deal. Yeah, when he signed his, he got the biggest deal in history, and then huh. he got trumped because every time somebody signs the next one. But he's gotcha. already lived that life. All right. So Ravens, Chiefs, oh, Jaguars. Chiefs have been talked about a lot. Where does he go? He's probably going to get 20 mil a year. That's good money. I can't pay him that. I'm not year. paying him that kind of yeah. money. Chargers are also expected to cut wide receiver Mike Williams. This offseason saves them 20 million in cap room. Maybe he got hurt again. I know. Another season ending injury. Love the body type, love the ability. Just hurt too damn much. I know. Speaking of money, Dak Prescott says he's looking to set the QB market in command. Ah. Wait for it. 60 million dollars. Ah. I'm sorry, you did it. $60 million a year. Ah! Dak Prescott? Yeah. The guy who's won about as much now. in the playoffs as I have? Come on now. Zero on. chance of that. Zero chance of that happening. The Falcons, on the other hand, have some decisions to make this offseason. A uh, nice article, Yard Barker had it out there, Eric Smithling, um, and talked about the four options for the Falcons and goes into a bunch of them. One of those things Mike Tannenbaum talked about as well, and that is moving up around number three for Jaden Daniels. If you're the New England Patriots and you're Gerard Mayo, you want to give Mac Jones one year. You have a ton of needs. So if you could go from three to eight for a first-round pick next year, Atlanta gets that much-needed quarterback. I think he's a perfect fit with those other young, skilled players. Who was that that cried out? I don't know who that was. It's hilarious. (laughs) He's not happy with Mac Jones, though, at all. Jordan Schultz, ESPN, talks about the buzz around Atlanta and the quarterback situation, and this guy, Justin Fields. There is absolutely a building buzz among the NFL that the Falcons would be in play for Justin Fields. Obviously, he's from Gainesville, Georgia. And like when I think about Atlanta with Justin Fields, I just there's something about a backfield shared by him and Bajon Robinson that really gets me fired up. You know, I just I see it. You know, you can really see how that could materialize and be something super special. Okay, Jane Daniels. Justin Fields, in this last one, I want to give you Chris Canty talks about Russell Wilson being an option. Russell Wilson is certainly going to be a, a viable option for a team that is looking for a quarterback. Say, for instance, the Atlanta Falcons. They're flush with talent on both sides of the ball. They just don't have a quarterback. There are places around the NFL where there are teams that might not be in within striking distance of the top three quarterbacks in this year's draft class that would consider a veteran option on the cheap like Russ. I want, to, I want to get into this because the Falcons would have passed if they don't get Russell Wilson on two Super Bowl champions. No Bill Belichick as coach, yeah. and then no Russell Wilson. Mm. Guys that are walking around on the street or will be walking around on the street, you can't use them to get you to the bowl. That, that, that's a conversation. I, I got to grab this podcast. I was tagged on this. Uh, Justin Fields apparently was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast quote coming out of there he said yeah i don't control much 
But let's just say I don't have to buy a house at my new team spot. Oh, oh, oh. So is he oh. either? Uh, so the, there was video, but I think they teased it. Is that what we're talking about, Matt Lear? It looked like they teased an interview with Justin Fields, and we didn't get the punchline yet. Right before his answer. Yeah, right before and his answer. That, I'm not going to go oh. where he's going. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're thinking your tease. Yes. Okay, it's like a wrestling promo. That's interesting as well, Colin. Uh, thoughts on the Falcons QB situation and what you think they might want to do or should do. Listen, I've been a Justin Fields fan for a while. I remember watching him in on the high school QB1. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. And thinking, this guy can play. He can do it. And then, you know, we had him in Georgia and didn't use him. <laughs> and then he goes <laughs> and he, you know, he becomes who he is. And obviously, like, he's had some struggles in, in Chicago. He's turned the ball over a bunch. But, you know, behind that line, it's – I. It's hard to. It's you think hard there's to, enough upside there for to take for the Falcons to take a chance? Him and Bijan, you're right. Him and Bijan in the backfield is different. That's hmm. uh, that's pretty electric. I like that kind of talk. Mm-hmm. All right, now he goes to the top of the list. <laughs> All right, Mac, Mike Tannebaum. Um, by the way, Matthew Slater. He's going to talk about Matthew Slater. I mean the. Consummate pro when it comes to special teams. One of the great special teamers of all time. He's a, he was one of the glue guys that keeps you together, like a First bullpen in, guy. Last out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hustle guy, works yeah. hard, <laughs> high Slaps football IQ. <laughs> he had all those things, but he also super athletic. Tall and white. Matthew Slater, Hall of Fame special teams player, is what Mike Tannenbaum says he was. I had the privilege in my career for working for both Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick, and they always emphasize the kicking game and hitting yardage, the net difference between kickoff return, punt return, between you and your opponent. And Matthew Slater really epitomized the importance of it and the value of it, and he truly is a Hall of Fame special teams player. Dude. So I asked this question. Devin Hester just got in, deservingly so, from the U. He should be in the Hall of Fame. We got two of them at once. I like that. Oh, that's, that's a good no. U. You just no, put that no, down, no, Colin. No. <laughs> should somebody like a Steve Tasker, somebody, should somebody like a Matthew Slater ever get consideration to be in the Hall of Fame? Because if we're going to put return guys in, we're going to put kickers in, we're going to put punters in, right. does I somebody like that get consideration? I don't have... Task Task is one of the guys we say because we he jumps out. We just out remember of his name, right? Um, I didn't even realize he grew up in California, Long Beach, California. Now you want to vote him in? Matthew Slater, West Side, Servite High School. The fact that he's a ten-time Pro Bowler yeah. says a lot about what he did on the football field and three-time Super Bowl winner, uh, obviously with the Patriots. So, um, I mean, it's tough to get in as a, just a strict special teams football player. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty special. Dude. Does it set a weird precedent when a guy like that goes in? Yeah, I think it does. It it, it really does. It also has to be. I, I wouldn't. He'd be on the list in five years, right? Mm-hmm. He will not be a first first no, no, no. ballot Hall of Famer. There's no. no way. So when he gets on that list and it becomes six, seven, eight years down the road, and it's a light year, mm-hmm. maybe he gets the nod then. So you got five years to to put in all of the all the press for this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. marketing campaign in. starts tomorrow. Former Braves pitcher Colin McHugh sitting in with us here in the locker room. What do you expect this year? You had the major league home run leader in Matt Olson. You had the strikeout leader in Spencer Strider. You had the National League MVP in Ronald Acuna Jr. Good luck topping that this year. But even if they don't reach those numbers or those achievements, this is still a dangerous ball club every single night, every single series. Uh, what do you expect from this team's uh, this team's ability this year? And what are your concerns for the long haul of the season? Well, you didn't even mention the you know first team third baseman Austin Riley, who's 
I, it's, it's weird to think that we have potentially in Atlanta three or four, depending on the year, MVP candidates. Mm, yeah. You know, we've got guys, obviously Ronnie's in a different world. He, he comes out and he is special in every aspect of the game. Um, but there, you've, got, you've got guys all over the field who are putting up numbers that are top, you know, top three or four in their position in the whole entire game. Ozzie Albee is a tiny little guy hitting 35 pumps a year from both sides of the plate. Uh, he, he plays great defense. He's just a little fella, Did you see you know? the article He's come out? A little guy. Who was it He's that great. ranked the top ten second baseman? Do you remember that? And he wasn't even maybe listed. And he wasn't listed, yeah. Which is insane. I, that had insane. To, I mean, it's a typo, right? Yeah, it's had to be. be. Two years in a row that happened. Yeah. You want to say he's not top, I don't know, five? Okay, to not be top ten, that's beyond ridiculous. I, I don't see how you can't put him in the top five. That's what I would say. Who else are you putting up there? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it was interesting. For me, for me I, you've, got a, you've got guys all over, the, all over the board who can play. My concern this year uh, is a little, bit of, a little bit of a letdown from the last couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. a team, teams won 100 games two years in a row. And they've won 100 games because you win series. You go out, you win two out of three every every series. You, you split a four-game series, and you're going to win 100 games. And I remember that used to be Bobby Cox's. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to echo that over and over and over again, win series, win series. And Snit, you know, from that same coaching tree, um, says the same thing. And, you know, you, you break it down into the, into the smallest possible iteration that you can. You win, you win one ball game at a time. You win one series at a time. At the end of the year, you're fine. But for, for, the, Braves, for the Braves to really get over that, you know, proverbial hump. Um, they're going to have to do that all year, and they're going to have to figure out a way to to beat, to essentially to beat the Phillies. Let's just call yeah. it what it is. You're yeah. going to have to beat the the other best team in the National League. What was it this year? A blister in an ankle or something? I mean, something always seems to happen to this team down the stretch. Where yep, last couple years anyway, it, it, and it even happened when you think about it when they won the World Series. But you lucked out when you got all those guys that had career half seasons. Yeah, so it's a crapshoot. It, you just don't know what you're going to get. You still have great players. It's not a crapshoot. It is, Arthur. It is because you got to stay healthy and then you got to stay hot. And when those two things don't happen, you lose to the. Fans. You have to be fortune, but fortune favors the bold. Right, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that the Braves aren't aren't going to win this. Aren't going to win the East. I think that they do. I think that they top to bottom. We have. I think we have the best ball club. But we're beyond that now. But <laughs> but you got to. You still got to go do it. You yeah. got to go win the ball games. Exactly. You got to go play and you got to be consistent. We're gonna we're gonna have some injuries. You're gonna have some have to have, to have some guys step up in in situations. We're gonna need Bryce. I, I'm gonna say it right now. We're gonna need Bryce Elder to throw 180 innings for this team. Oh, whoa! Okay, a number. there's your there's your hot spot. And I opinion. think he can. I think he I think he's fully capable of it. But um, you know, you need that fourth fifth guy to really anchor to really anchor a team. Good stuff, Colin McHugh. Former Atlanta Brave and now member of the media. He'll be doing a few games for Bally's. Welcome He'll certainly to the dark side. Dancing. You, the, ah, the, the, the doors <laughs> to the locker room are always open for you, brother. And we thank you for your time. Good stuff. And uh, we look forward to having you in here soon and uh, catching up with you more sooner than later. I got I to gotta do my research on, on some football stuff so I can be part of this conversation. Please, but I yeah. appreciate it. It's been, the, it's been a blast. This is a 680 The Fan Podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune in to 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership, eligibility, and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 